to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. You say, well, it seems to have, I've lost some of the joy I used to have in my salvation. Your perception of what God did for you, of your inheritance, might grow vague. That's why we need to spend time in God's Word. But your perception isn't what we're talking about. I'm talking about the reality. We live in a world where people are putting spin on things and people's perceptions are called reality. But in truth, the truth that sets free, truth is the way things really are. And the truth is that your inheritance will not in any way slip or or fade away. Welcome to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Today, we continue in our study called The Truth Shall Set You Free. Pastor Scott brings part two of the message titled The Truth About Our Imperishable Inheritance. We invite you to follow along with us now as we get started. But then he gets to verse 13 and 14, and he speaks of the Holy Spirit. Notice, in him you also, after hearing the message, listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation... Having also believed, you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a, an earnest money, a pledge. It uses an economic term. The Holy Spirit is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption. You see, God hasn't finished the work He started in me, but He, didn't, he doesn't abandon me or leave me wondering if He's going to be back No, He left His Holy Spirit within us, and the Holy Spirit sealed us until the day of redemption. And He Himself is the earnest money that God is going to complete what He started. So He says over in chapter 4, verse 30, "'Don't grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption.'" The Holy Spirit's work on our behalf is a foundational. If all we had was any one of these four, we would have enough. But God didn't leave us just one. God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son, and God's Holy Word. What about the third one? The sanctifying work of the Spirit, and then that we would be sprinkled by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. Now, we've been looking in these different weeks at redemption, reconciliation, propitiation, forgiveness, all these great truths that flow from the finished work of Jesus Christ. The sprinkled blood in the Old Testament spoke of this propitiation, this completed work that Jesus Christ accomplished for us at the cross. And we've talked about it each week, and we should, and we sing about it each week, and we should. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. Christian, when the accuser comes, the liar, and he brings up some corruption, some shakiness in your salvation, he's a liar. What's he bringing to you usually? Well, he's bringing sin. And the Scripture says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. All sin. He took 
all our transgressions and nailed them to the cross. He took the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us and nailed it to the cross, canceled it out. It's gone. He doesn't even remember our sins. The blood of Christ, if you're still there in Ephesians, verse 7, in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. It is finished. We, Friday morning, as elders, uh, we just started praying together with our Bibles open. And uh, as the word of God bounced around the room, so to speak, it wasn't bouncing, it was seeping into our very souls. And one of the brothers just stated, it is finished, paid in full, stated these great truths that come right out of God's Word. So you have three, the first three of the four. I want to take a little time on the fourth footing, the clear statements of the imperishable Word of God. Are you and Peter still? Turn back to 1 Peter, and you will notice, as I've said, that uh, Peter, this text that we look at, has all four footings, all four foundations, and the clear, and I can't help but say crystal clear, statements of God's Word. And I say plural because they're all over. But here you have one right in this context. Look at verse 4 to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away. You say, well, it seems to have, I've lost some of the joy I used to have in my salvation. Your perception of what God did for you, of your inheritance, might grow vague. That's why we need to spend time in God's Word. That's why we gather like this, to be renewed and refreshed and exhorted. But your perception isn't what we're talking about. I'm talking about the reality. We live in a world where people are putting spin on things and people's perceptions are called reality. But in truth, the truth that sets free, truth is the way things really are. And the truth is that your inheritance will not in any way slip or or fade away. No, it will not fade away. Look at the next phrase, verse 4. Reserved in heaven for you. You ever uh, go up to a counter to get your reservation for whatever it is you've reserved? And you just, you're just kind of uncertain until they say, and they click around and then they say, and you love it when they say, Scott, right? And then they say, Gilchrist. <laughs> you got no, Gilchrist. And they go, oh yeah, okay. You know, but you know what I'm saying? You love it when, oh, the reservation's in. Well, we've all been let down on those sorts of things because reservations here on earth... <laughs> They get overridden, they get lost, you know, but not God's. He has reserved your inheritance 
in heaven. It's not subject to anything down here, reserved in heaven for you. And you, look at verse 5, you yourself are protected by God. Not just protected, but protected by God. And not just protected by God, but look at the phrase again. Protected by the power of God Almighty. You and I are protected by God's power. The clear statements of God's Word, crystal clear statements. You know, I I was thinking about it, and uh, I want to share two with you very briefly. They're wonderful footings. They're wonderful statements of God's eternal purpose in our salvation, this imperishable inheritance that we have. And the statements of our Lord himself and the statements of the apostles. You know, when some of the crowd was slipping away, because there's always been crowds that hang around Jesus for a while, and you know people that you thought were believers. They were hanging around for a while. They were pretty excited. But then they, when Jesus said some things they didn't like, they, they faded. You remember that happened in John 6? And Jesus said, uh, he turned to the 12. He said, you guys want to go too? What did Peter say? To whom could we go? You have words of what? Eternal life. Think about the statements of our Lord. There's no hint of probationary life. There's no hint of contingent life. He speaks, you have words of eternal life. Think about the many statements he made. The most famous, perhaps, the one we looked at last week. Just like Moses raised up the serpent in the wilderness that they could look and live, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that whoever believes in him has eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes will not perish but has eternal life. You say, Scott, I... I'm not as strong a Christian as I should be. Neither am I. But it doesn't depend on your strength. Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but has eternal life. That lady at the well was fussing around with physical water, and Jesus said to her, you know, you drink of this water, you're going to get thirsty again. But if you you take the water that I give... It will become in you a a deep well springing up to what? Eternal life. And she said, give me this water. Give me this water. Jesus said in John 5, He who hears my words and believes him who sent me, truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. These are absolutely clear statements from our Lord himself. I am the bread of life. Don't labor for the food which perishes, he said in John 6, after feeding them, and they were looking for another meal. And he said, 
Don't pursue the food which perishes, but that which lasts to life eternal. I am the bread of life. He who believes in me has eternal life. I could multiply the passages, but I want you to turn to John 10. John 10. Because Jesus states it so clearly in John 10, where he states he's the good shepherd. Verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them. Have you noticed in every statement I've made, the, from John 3.16, the verse that brought me to Christ, to John 4, to John 5, to John 6, to when I didn't quote it, but when Jesus spoke in a graveyard... He's always speaking about eternal life, not getting it someday, but you have it. The day you were born into God's family, Christian, you have eternal life. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. And I give, not I will give someday. I give eternal life to them. How long is that? It's not probationary. It's not as long as you keep your nose clean. You see, Satan loves to bring those thoughts in because he wants you to try to share some of the (laughs) salvation. And the Scripture teaches from A to Z, he's the Alpha and the Omega. Salvation is of the Lord. I give eternal life to them. That means you'll never die. Eternal life. Eternal life. I give eternal life to them, and they shall never perish. Is he being redundant? I mean, that's what eternal life means. (laughs) But we need to hear it again, don't we? They will never perish. And he states it in the original language here with a double negative. If you and I use a double negative in English, it's considered bad grammar. But in Greek, it intensifies it and strengthens a statement. And Jesus strengthened it twice. He said, eternal life, they will never, no way, he doubles up, they will never perish, and then he adds, to eternity. To eternity. Never perish to eternity. And no one can snatch them out of my hand. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who's given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Again, God the Son and God the Father. And then look at verse 30. I and the Father are one. You are absolutely secure, Christian. God did the saving, and He keeps those whom he saves, he gives eternal life to them, and nobody can snatch you out of his hand. I and the Father are one. And I hear people say, well, yeah, nothing can you know, snatch you out of his hand, but you can jump. And I say, what? We are so perverse. <laughs> We're so looking for loopholes. But let me just ask, because I know there are pulpits that preach that you can jump. 
Yes, nobody can snatch you, but you could jump. And then they give illustrations, so-called. Now, if one could jump, let's say that nobody can snatch you out of his hand, but for sake of argument, let's say, okay, he didn't say you couldn't jump, so you can jump. I know a guy that jumped one time, and then they tell you about so-and-so, you know, some Judas Iscariot who looked like a Christian, but never was. But if you could jump, what do they teach? If you jumped, you would what? Lose your salvation. You would what? Perish. What did he just say? They shall never, no way, perish to eternity. Never. You'd be contradicting Jesus' words. Now, I know we're frail. I know prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the one I love. That's our nature. But He hangs on to us. He keeps His own. He doesn't just let them wander off. And yes, the saints persevere, but it is this perseverance of the Spirit is a better way to put it, really, as we state these great truths. But this is a great, great statement. Look over at Romans. I can't leave this one unsaid. Romans chapter 8. We hear from the Lord Himself, and I could multiply the passages, but John 10, 27 through 30, the words of eternal life. But what about the apostolic statements? Peter is the one, you know, and you think about it, he's the one who said, you weren't born again of perishable seed, but imperishable seed. (laughs) The grass withers, the flower falls off, but the Word of the Lord abides forever. John is the one who said, the witness is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has eternal life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have eternal life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. So the apostolic witness, God saw to it that they all wrote on these things, but it was given to Paul to write perhaps my favorite one, Romans 8, verse 38. And this is the answer to verse 35. Paul, you know, he's polemic. He's heard all these arguments, uh, and so he raises questions, and then he answers questions. And so he raises the question, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What could separate you from the love of Christ, Christian? He answers, I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, pause and mull it over. Abide in this truth. Savor it. Chew on it. Memorize it. Hide it in your heart. Look at the phrases. I'm convinced that neither death nor life. What do you worry about when Satan starts to say that maybe you've lost your salvation? What's he suggesting? 
What isn't included in death and life in this first little couplet? Listen to the truth on the matter. I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities. The Scripture speaks of the forces of good and the forces of evil, the spiritual forces, the angelic hosts and the demonic realm. The angels would never separate you from God, and the demons can't. Neither angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come. You know, that just concludes about everything, doesn't it? nor powers, nor height, nor depth. And in case I have forgotten anything, Paul writes, nor any other created thing. God couldn't have written a more thorough statement, a crystal clear statement of your imperishable inheritance. Next time, the accuser of the brethren, that's what Satan's called, the father of lies, When he brings the lie to you or to me that our salvation is somehow contingent on how we're doing and you failed him and you're toast, or if you fail him, you'll be toast, that kind of language, flee back to these foundational pillars, these footings. The Father chose you before the foundation of the world. The one who convicted you of sin and brought you to the Savior, the one who caused your new birth, the Holy Spirit, he never quits on what he started. He's going to finish what he started. And the one who died on your behalf died for all your sins, past, present, and future. And he multiplies the passages where his imperishable word that's more sure than anything around us. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but not my word, Jesus said. These clear statements of his word impress on us why we love to celebrate our great salvation. We have an imperishable inheritance. Oh, Lord, how we thank you for this. We praise you for the privilege of saying with the Scripture, we have eternal life, eternal redemption, imperishable inheritance. And as we come around this table, we pray that you would increase our capacity to bask in this and to enjoy it and to glorify you because of it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. been listening to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Please stay with us. Pastor Scott will return in just a moment with a preview of our next broadcast. Today's program was titled, The Truth About Our Imperishable Inheritance, a message from our study of the great truths of the Bible. If you missed a portion of the message heard on the program today, or you'd like to share it with a friend, head on over to abideintheword.us. A free copy of today's entire message is available there for you to stream or download at your convenience. Southwest Bible Church invites you to register your child for Adventure Camp this summer, an all-day, all-summer day camp for kids in kindergarten through fifth grade. 
The mission of Adventure Camp is to provide kids with unforgettable summer memories where they make new friends, are valued by their leaders, and encounter the good news of Jesus Christ in a safe and welcoming environment. Each uniquely themed week includes a variety of activities such as cooking projects, water slides, nature hikes, STEM activities, arts and ceramics, and field trips to top Portland area locations, all led by the friendly and well-trained staff. Spots are filling up, so go to AdventureCampKids.org and register today. Did you know Abide in the Word is available every day on Facebook? Well, right along with our daily podcast on iTunes and Google Play, our daily messages are posted to Facebook as well. You can find them at Facebook.com slash Abide in the Word. Now, before we end our time today, let's go to Pastor Scott for a preview of our next broadcast. As I said, I wouldn't begin to try to tackle this subject with this Bible not open. But with it open, I can tell you, and I can speak to myself when I tell you, the truth sets free. Uh, We live in a day when the very idea of truth is ridiculed. The concept, we live in a world of half-truths. We live in a world where truths are constantly evolving and being modified and Truth is, in many cases, just outright denied. We live in a world that's just permeated with lies. And, uh, and yet we're always looking for the truth. And if you're sitting in a classroom or you're yakking during coffee break, you know, people, if, when you get down to philosophy of life, people say, oh, you can know what's true and that sort of thing. And I'm here to tell you, we can turn to the truth and we're going to. We're going to turn to God's truth. Join us again next time as we continue in this informative study. Pastor Scott will bring a message titled, The Truth About the Human Race. Till then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you.